Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. Hey guys, it's Daniel Smooth from Time to BS. Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. And I got something to tell you all today. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one simple place. Let me explain before we start the show. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or even your computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and even and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one simple place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So what are you waiting for? Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks for tuning in, guys, and enjoy the show. Fanatics.com. Are you looking to get your team's favorite gear at the best prices? Look no further than Fanatics. There's always some great deals at Fanatics.com. Every league, every team at the best prices. Get your fan on at Fanatics.com. And thanks to our friends at U Stadium for supporting this podcast. Do you like sports and debates all in one? We know you do. Don't lie to us. Download the free U Stadium app today and talk all sorts of things sports and even earn some great prizes. Debate with all kinds of fans from the NFL to the NHL, UFC, and many more. Download U Stadium on Apple and Google today. If you like the show, be sure to check out our special BS Sessions episodes today exclusively on iTunes, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. And thanks to our friends at Unhinged Sports Network. Check out more shows like us, including Aerate Attack Podcast, The Gridiron Gallery, The J-Dash Morning Show, and many more. That's UnhingedSN.com. It's time to BS, a U-Stadium podcast. Hello, all you cold sons of bitches in the middle of this snowstorm. And then there's Kyle shirtless as per usual. <laughs> What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode 4884. Jesus, I got that backwards. That's a fine. Ugh. Not even a minute in. We have our first fine. And it's on me. <sighs> 84. Good job, man. Yeah, good job. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> how's everyone doing? John, Mike, Kyle, how's it? Jill, how's everyone doing? Good, good, good. Right on. Doing good. Um, we got six inches of snow. Nothing compared to what you guys have. But yeah, uh, we got fucking slammed over here. Yeah, hey, I remember in Oklahoma shut off for Dustin when I was there. Yeah, it's Oklahoma. We shut up everything. Yeah. <laughs> this is true. Oh boy, we got some stuff to get to. We got some NBA. Here in Oklahoma, a naked person can run across the street. They shut the whole fucking state down. <laughs> <laughs> I had a bet. Speaking of bets, I had a bet placed on me by a couple friends of mine. It said, "No balls, jump into the snow, boxers only." Oh, I'll fucking do that shit right now in the dark. The only difference is I, is I'm at a, I'm at a complex. I can't really do that. Yeah, I know you can't be doing that. And, uh, yeah, I know it's a difficult part. Suspender. Yeah, <laughs> it's a difficult part. So, <laughs> lots to get to. We got some NBA trade rumors, baseball talk. We got some uh, NHL. Uh, we we do an NHL preview episode. Uh, this is our second edition doing it, but. Little changes that are gonna be made. We got Kyle's weird story. We got a new, we got a new part of Dan's quiz, and plus we have some Week 15 picks to get to, lads. This is gonna be good. All right, starting off with James Harden. Ugh. What, what's first? We get first we get the Nets involved, then we get the Sixers involved, and now we have the Sixers that 
put Ben Simmons on the trade block for said James Harden. I mean, Mike, not that long ago, he was the league MVP. He was the MVP of the league. Nope. This is what happens. I if, I'm, if I'm Houston, I'm trading him anywhere I want to trade him to. That's me if I was Houston. Get the best deal out of it. I saw something against Ben they, that they're pulling the Ben Simmons thing isn't true, but if I'm Houston, I'm trading him regardless of where he wants to be traded to. I personally wouldn't even listen to his offers. Nope. Nope. At all. I agree. Here's the thing. Does he have a no trade that he has to waive to be traded? No, he He's waived it. He waived it. Yeah, he waived it already? He, he, waved, he waved it. Probably waived it under the conditions that he goes to a team that he wants to. Yeah. And he only wants to go to a contending team. That's probably worked out already because it's like if he had a no trade clause to begin with, he could just say, <clears throat> "Then you can't trade me there. You're stuck with my contract." Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, where do you think he's gonna go? I, I think he's gonna end up going to the Sixers. I think he's going to the Knicks. Yeah, I'm with Kyle. That's where I'm going. If I'm if I'm if I'm Houston, yeah. I send him to New York. That would be great for the Knicks, though. No, yeah. I was about to send him Knicks too. Yeah, the Knicks would be my destination for him. That'd be great. Yeah, I honestly think they're gonna start the season with a disgruntled Harden and then trade him at the deadline. <laughs> Watch him get traded to the worst possible place in the Eastern oh, Conference. Man. Detroit. Chicago. <laughs> I would trade you know, the Bulls. He wants to go to Brooklyn. I get he wants to go to um, Philadelphia, but uh, nah. No, nah, he, he, wants, to to he wants Brooklyn. That's the thing. He wants Brooklyn. Brooklyn's going to be the next Golden State Warriors, but instead of the Eastern Conference, and everyone's going to want to fucking go there to go fucking ring chasing because the NBA's one tra- big... One, one big transcontinental shit show. It's a whorehouse. Each whore goes to each other's whorehouse. Look at Kevin Durant. His pussy ass self can't stay at one place. <laughs> Jesus, go Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Mike. I was expecting that from Kyle, but wow. <laughs> I have no opinions on basketball. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was expecting the comment from that Mike said to be said out of your mouth. <laughs> well, I'm a Nick fan. What do I have to say? I mean, uh, so you know, yeah. three of us are Nick fans. So, so I'm the Nick fan. So I'll kind of make it three and a half for you guys. Uh, three and a, yeah, three and a half. Yeah, I'll give a half for him. So yeah, four of us are Nick fans, and then there's four. I mean, three. Yeah, I've lost count. Never mind. I'm confused. I'm confused. Three on the show. Yeah, three on the show. That's that counts. All right, so now to get uh, Kyle in a good mood. The New York Mets. Where do we begin? So the Mets signed Brian McCann, catcher, to a four-year deal uh, recently. And now it has come out that one Nolan Arenado of the Colorado Rockies and the New York Mets are are in discussion of a trade. That would send said Arenado to the to the Queens to the New York Mets. Now, backstory: Dan is right <laughs> because we have a we because we have our group text going on, and I have been on this fucking train for months. <laughs> no one Arenado to the Mets. No one to the Mets. No one to the Mets. That'd be the best possible fit for him. That'd be such a great fit for him. What and does his contract look like still? I don't know. I don't know per se. Someone looked that up. I have no idea. But Mike's on. Yeah. yeah, Mike's on and his four computers. <clears throat> but Oh, but what one may work, and that's if you're lucky. <laughs> <laughs> it's a joyous day to be a Met fan. Even agents are starting to say, like, okay, they're going to pay. This is, you know. Yeah. Mets are going to be a top destination. They should be, as they should be. Yeah, they play in the largest market in the league. They have no reason to be run like they were under the Wilpons. Now that Cohen's in charge, they're going to pay. Oh, yeah. Top players. It's fucking fantastic, man. We're going to get all the fucking players we want. 
So his contract, he's an unrestricted free agent in 2027. Really? Yeah, that's all right. We'll trade for him. But I don't want to give this up the minor leaguers. of an eight-year deal. They want minor leaguers that I don't think I'm ready to part with. But, damn, but I was on this whole thing for months. <laughs> and no one believed me. <laughs> Fuck you all. I thought, listen, I, that would be a great you know, move. Mike, good luck this week. 35 and on the books, his luxury tax is 32 and a half. All right, good to know. So, so the Mets can afford him. Yeah. All right. With well, Cohen, yes. It depends on what minor leaguers they want. Well, if if they do want minor leaguers, I mean, if if they if they ask for Brandon Nemo and Syndergaard straight up for Nolan, do you take it? Probably, yeah. Dan is right. <laughs> I'm gonna be on. I'm gonna be. Uh, I'm gonna get that as a sign, as a picket sign. Be like, Dan was right. I don't think Mike would take that trade, though. No, sure. Mike, you would not take that trade. He's he, high on Cindy. I know he I'm loves. So high on he loves. The, I would go to you for any for any discussion of trading Syndergaard. If it means getting Trevor Bauer, also. No, because he's a free agent. You don't need to trade him. No, I know. I know he's a free agent. It's just an exciting time to be a Mets fan. It's an exciting time to be a Bills fan. Life, sports life is good right now. Life is good for Kyle. Life is good. Mike, I will be seeing you Sunday, boy. Oh, we'll get to those game Saturday. picks at the end. Of the, we'll get to those game oh, picks Saturday. at the end of the show. That's right, my bad. We'll get to them at the I end of the show. Not probably Sunday. No, it's Saturday. All right. Can you just toss the game so we can win division for the first time in 25 fucking years? Well, I'm not <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a busy Saturday for me. I got oh, I got a big tall championship we got to win Saturday. And, of course, hopefully Denver maybe. So give maybe us this game. Enjoy well, your opening. I expect – I've talked more, but I, I expect you guys winning the division in Denver. That would be amazing. No, no, I, I see that happening. That would be the ultimate. That would be the ultimate. Kiss my ass for Kyle. <laughs> I have no problem with the Broncos. No, I, I got nothing with the Bills. I just don't see us being. All I care about is locking up division, man. That's all I care. About. Which you can if the Dolphins lose to the Patriots, right? And if you no, win this game, win. I think it's a wrap. Winning your end. We have yeah, tied. Yeah. Nice. That's awesome. That's great. All right. Kyle, do you have a weird sports story for us, my friend? I do. Should we be concerned? Uh, I don't know. Oh, boy. That means yes. Did we talk about Michael Irvin slashing a lineman's throat? We did not. (laughs) I did not know this existed. (laughs) I mean, obviously, the early 90s, the Cowboys partied, and yeah, Irvin was... something else. Yeah, Irvin was a, was pretty pretty into it, but apparently and hoes. about seniority. So, in 1998, there was a wide receiver walked into a locker room where another player had his hair trimmed and started screaming, seniority punk, seniority punk, get the fuck out of my chair. Obviously, one of the defensive linemen got in his face about the outburst, and Irvin reacted by slashing the guy's throat with a pair of scissors. Holy shit! Holy shit! <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> how, how, animal. how did I... He was probably high on cocaine. <laughs> Dwayne Wade, right? Dwayne Wade, the angel. Dwayne Wade, the angel, right? He had a fuckhouse back in the day. Of course he did. According to one of Wade's former associates, Wade had made it their business to have sex with as many women as possible. They had a condo, a sex condo, where there were used condoms everywhere on the floor. There were empty champagne bottles, liquor bottles, half-finished blunts, and half-eaten rotten food on tables of furniture, and they just used it to fuck girls. Jesus. (laughs) Well, in his defense, it was Miami. I guess. And Miami is a shithole, so. Now, the crazier story, I think, is Wilt Chamberlain's claim of 20,000 women. Oh, yeah, that dude was a whore. 
Yeah, that dude. That dude put Joe Namath to shame. Can't, all right, one more. Kansas City wide receiver Dwayne Bow. Remember him? Ah, uh, yes, yeah. I do remember him. Mr. Two million per catch. Well, back in the day with the Chiefs, how they used to pick up women, the wealthier players would fly women into whatever town the team was playing in and rent out an entire floor of the hotel. And they referred to this practice as importing. Ooh. 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 Jesus. Damn. <laughs> Interesting. Importing. Importing. God. I'm sure there was I'm sure there was probably cocaine involved in there too, considering that kind of lifestyle. I'm sure, I'm sure there was. Plus it's Kansas City, so well, you got the 95 Dallas Cowboys pre-game for the Super Bowl. They had 11 white stretch limos. They drove from Dallas to Arizona where the game was being played. Partied the whole way with girls, booze, and blow. And they still won. <laughs> there is Twitter right there, folks. <laughs> this is true. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. I mean, those 90s Cowboys, there was something else as far as, like, the partying, like, the lifestyle they presented, all of that went. Oh, God. There were some characters on that team. Johnny Manziel would have a fucking heart attack. He would have died if he played. He would have died. Cowboys. Johnny Manziel is the he 90s Cowboys. He might have put some effort into it and actually try to do something with his life. <laughs> no, he would have seen the other cokeheads doing a damn good job. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. You tell him that there's sex, booze, and drugs, and he probably would have been all in. <laughs> Johnny Mansell's like, hot tub time machine, where are we at? Let's go. <laughs> the Cowboys won a lot on the sex, booze, and drugs. Oh, man. America's team, ladies and gentlemen. Five-time Super Bowl champions. Oh, God. Fuck. Fuck the Cowboys. I just think it's been 25 years since they last won. But yet, they're still considered America's team. That's kind of unbelievable. Yeah. They're not, they're yeah. not considered that. They, their fans consider it that. Yeah. Well, their fans are because obnoxious the and annoying. Yeah, they probably like the most big... team. You know, the Cowboys probably have like the most obnoxious, arrogant fan base for a team who hasn't done shit in 25 years. I mean... Well, they're, they're, they're a fan base that lives in the past. So do the... Wait, no, I can't say the Browns. It's too early. <laughs> I mean, you could say UCLA are, are the same as the Cowboy fans also. They live in the oh, past, yeah. too. UCLA, yeah, All right. Before we get off track. Before we get off track. So, around this time around this time last year, we did an Ancho preview episode featuring the Ultimate Predator, Kim the Isles Girl, Kyle was involved in there, and so was I. So, with uncertainty with the NHL going around, which potentially could be delayed to February, March, who knows. One thing's for sure, we're going to have a shortened season for the NHL with realigned divisions for this season and potentially next season, depending on how the virus goes. But, that's beside the point. We will do our NHL pre- preview episode sometime around January. Uh, hopefully we'll plan on getting Kim back on Predator will hopefully get him back on too and we have a special guest that could be joining us for that episode as well so stay tuned mark your calendars for the middle for January folks this will be fun this will be a lot of fun alright Kyle Mike John you guys ready for some trivia sure alright okay so let's start up let's start with uh Dan's quiz. So it's a new segment that we like that we're doing. We did this. We did this two episodes ago where Ryan absolutely fucking destroyed me, and yeah. and I wanted to throw something and break something in the process because that dude is a fucking supercomputer. So here we are. Uh, all football questions. We got three questions, and you have three chances to answer them. 
and once you and once and three chances that means like each of you get one chance. So there's that. All right, you guys ready? Yep. Sure. All right. The coldest game in NFL history, also known as the Ice Bowl, was played in 1967 between the Green Bay Packers and the Dallas Cowboys. Name the second and third coldest games in NFL history, including the scores and teams. Kyle, you go. Score and team. Come on. That's oh, ridiculous. That's ridiculous. I'm sure the Giants and the third one. I couldn't tell you the score, but I can tell you the third one. Okay. Wasn't it the, the, the Packers and Giants, the Ice Bowl? No, the pack the Packers and Cowboys was the Ice Bowl in uh in 1967. That was made famous. That was the 1967 NFL Championship, which brought them to Super Bowl two. <laughs> oh, you guys get at this. One of them was fairly recent. Viking Seahawks. Viking Seahawks was the third coldest game in NFL history. Yes. What was the score? Who's going to get the score? That's John will get one of them. I know that. I think I know what you're saying. All right. Do you want me to tell you the, the, the score? It would have been 12 to 10 Vikings, but Blair Walsh missed a 27-yard chip shot to make the final score 10 to 9 in favor of the Seahawks. And the game was that was 2016. And the game was played in Minnesota, which was a minus two degree game with a minus 16 degree wind chill. The second, the third coldest game in NFL history. What was the second coldest? I remember this actually. I remember this. All right. It's a team that's from. Uh, uh, oh shit! Yeah, because fucking they had that. The Chargers were in it. Who did they play though? That's actually the fourth coldest game, believe it or not. I know what you're talking about. Bengals. The Bengals. The Freezer Bowl was the fourth coldest game in NFL history. Yes. So it was Bengals Chargers, right? The fourth. That's the fourth coldest game. Okay. What's second? Wait, wait. Bills Colts? Nope. It was uh, recent. It was actually recent. Bills. Uh. I don't know. All right. Do you want me to tell you guys and the score? Yeah. All right. The 2007 NFC Championship between the Giants and the Green Bay Packers was minus. Uh, I knew it was a Giant. Was minus six to. Yeah, Green Bay is home of the two coldest games in NFL history. Minus six degrees with minus with my 17 degree wind chill in 2008, the 2007 NFC Championship. All right. Next one. The 1973 and 73 Miami Dolphins are an NFL lore for their obvious 1972 undefeated season, 17 and 0, but also back-to-back world champions. Also, people forget that their of their opponent in the 1972 AFC title game. Who was their opponent? 72 title game was it the Redskins? In the no, the 72 AFC title game. Oh. Oh. That was the Super Bowl. You're right about that. The Raiders? Nope. Steelers. Mike got it. Mike got it. It was the it was the seventy two night the nineteen seventy two AFC title game was on the road in Pittsburgh, which Mike which Mike got it right. Kyle got it half right because the previous game, what was the previous game between the Steelers and Raiders? In 1972, um, was it the immaculate reception? John got it. The immaculate reception was the previous was the previous game before the AFC Championship. The Dolphins were the were the road underdogs in Pittsburgh for that game. All right, this one's gonna be really hard, but I, oh, I've this one's hard. I've confidence. Yeah. <laughs> That's what she said. 
But here we go. Hall of Fame wide receiver Don Hudson won the most NFL Triple Crown titles for receivers with five in the 1930s and 40s, with fellow Hall of Famer Jim Brown winning four for his running back crew. Name the last five Triple Crown winners. Oh. <laughs> Uh, is Jerry Rice in there? Jerry Rice won a triple crown winner, but it was 1990. He is not one of the last five. Marshall Falk? No. Ladanian Tomlinson? No. I'll give you a hint that there is a league MVP winner in here, though. Adrian Peterson? And two in the same year. Two in the same year. Both. both both of these players played against each other, and one of them won a league MVP in that year. Jamal Lewis. No. One of them was one of them was fairly recent. Uh, you guys are not going to get this, are you? Uh. Well, obviously not Sam Darnold. Actually, no, there are two MVPs in here. There are two MVPs in here. Never mind. Tom Brady? There are two wide receivers and three running backs. Uh Oh. Oh. Adrian Peterson. No. Uh, Calvin Johnson. No. John's getting closer. Larry Fitzgerald. No. And name the year to make it harder. Steve Smith? Kyle's got one, 2005. Okay. Um, wait, Sean Alexander? Yes, he's. John's got another 2005. Oh, I know one. I know one. And Oh, shit. I can't believe I didn't think of this. DeMarco Murray. 2014. Kyle's got two. Oh, shit. I don't know the last. You got another MVP in there, and one you'll never get. Quarterback? No, they're both. No, they're non quarterbacks. They're non quarterbacks. You got one MVP, and one you'll never get. You'll never expect it. Emmett Smith. 1995. Emmett Smith. That's one. Okay, that's one more. Then? You're never gonna get this one. You'll never, you'll never get it. I know who. Wait, I think I know. Oh, how far does it? We Earl Campbell. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying shit. I'm not saying shit. Tony Gonzalez. Earl Campbell. No. Sterling Sharp. Kyle got it. 1992, mm-hmm. Sterling Sharp. The I last, thought it was Tony Gonzalez. The last five Triple Crown winners are DeMarco Murray in 2014, Sean Alexander, and Steve Smith, who played against each other in the NFC title game that year in 2005, Emmett Smith, MVP in 95, and Sterling Sharp in 1992. Good job, guys. Good job. Good job, guys. Damn. I had to dig. I got very lucky on the Sean Alexander one. I had to dig deep. I, yeah, I I didn't think you would get that one. Yeah, no. I was just thinking of running backs from that era. Yeah, from that particular era, because that was a loaded running back. Yeah, because when, when you said it wasn't LT, I was starting to think of other running. Yeah, backs. yeah, you, you had to dig deep for okay. Who were the best running backs from that time, yeah. from like two thousand one to like oh seven? Yeah, Marshall Falk up there. Marshall Falk. That's why oh, I went Falk and Tomlinson first. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Once so, I heard those weren't it, I had to think who else. <clears throat> oh, hold on. I got to I got to get it. I got to find the actual list. But uh, Marshall. Chris Henry, no, no. The uh, NFL Triple Crown. Uh, give me a second. NFL Triple Crown is. Ask for or Campbell would have been in there. Earl Campbell did win it in 1980. He is a one-time winner in the 1980, in 1980 with the Oilers. Then Charles White with the Rams win it. 87, oh. yes. 87, you're correct. 
the NFL triple the NFL triple crown winner for running backs is attempts is league leader in attempts yards and touchdowns. League lead of uh, wide receiver triple crown is catches yards and touchdowns. Don Hudson won it five times NFL record in 1936, 41, 42, 43, and 44 with the Packers. Put in perspective, there are three winners of the Triple Crown for receivers since 1990. Jerry Rice in 1990, Sterling Sharp in 92, and then Steve Smith is the most recent one in 2005. Antonio Brown would have had it in 2014. But, oh, and in terms of uh, quarterbacks, I, I, I canceled out quarterbacks in the one because that was kind of easy. Uh, Drew Brees and Tom Brady are the most recent ones from 07 and 2011. So, had I had quarterbacks in there, it would have been a lot easier. All right. Who's ready to make some picks, lads? Who's ready to make some picks before we close this out? Let's go. All right. Five games. We got five games here. All exciting and have some implications to them. So, we'll start things off with the biggest game of the weekend. Uh, the 12-1 and Kansas City Chiefs go on the road to the Bayou in New Orleans to go against the 10-3 and New Orleans Saints. The Saints are three-point home underdogs, and the over-under is at 51 and a half. What do we got, lads? No. I go with the Chiefs. The Saints, the Saints defense will be helped. But the Chiefs are going to run them over. I got Chiefs on this one. No Chiefs. I'm going to take the Saints because the Chiefs play Pittsburgh the following week, and if the Steelers beat Kansas City, guess who's the one? Guess who's the two seed? Bills. Yes. So Kyle, I'm shocked you wouldn't take the you wouldn't take the state the Saints. I mean, it's just what I think is going to happen. The Chiefs are just playing really good, and the Saints are yeah. really questionable right now. Yeah, I feel like the Chiefs are more of a short thing than the Saints right now. Yeah, but I I I, I think the Saints are going to find a way to keep Patrick Mahomes off balance to keep him off the field. That's what you got to do. That's the only way they can win this game. That's literally the only fucking way. So is Breeze potentially able to come back or no? It's Taysom Hill for now. I think he's still on injury reserve. I think he's I think he's practicing though. I can't. That's I'm not 100 percent sure on that one. That's a bummer. Indeed, indeed, my friend, indeed. All right, we gotta wait for Kyle. So we're gonna we got we gotta wait for Kyle here, unless if he's back. Oh boy, yeah. I think this whole dance quiz thing can go on for a long time. I just gotta pick some questions out. Yeah, the, can that quiz really mess me up? <laughs> I gotta find the. Uh, I mean, to put in perspective of the questions I picked. Um. So the uh, Mike uh. Two episodes yeah. ago, we uh, did uh, questions, and Ryan got every single one right. So here are the uh, here are the questions. There are 24 games in NFL history which a quarterback has passed for 500 yards or more. The most is 554, still an NFL record, in 1951 by then Rams quarterback Norm Van Brocklin, who was the only player in NFL history to have three games of 500 passing yards and named the and named the years. I don't understand why he's a grown fucking man. He needs to take care of his own. All right, health. we'll pause that for a second. Okay, so we had to pause for like three, for like thirty seconds or thirty minutes. Uh, Kyle left. <laughs> it's uh, we're gonna let him be. We're gonna let him be. So we had our, uh, which was disappointing because we have a. Our next pick is uh, Bills at Broncos, and he's been waiting for this fucking game. So, the ten and three Bills go on the road to Denver, who are who the Broncos are five and eight. 
The Bills are six-point favorites on the road, and the over-under is 49.5. What do we got, lads? What do we got? Bills. Bills. Well, I don't see Denver winning. Um, they would have to force a lot of turnovers. You are a very confident Broncos fan, Mike. Brendan McManus is out kicking. Um, Melvin Gordon could be out. Glasgow could be out in the offensive line. We've got some other issues defensively that could be an issue. Buffalo's going to win, but I'm a, I love my team, so I'm just going to go with Denver just for the love. You are a very confident Broncos fan, my friend. Yeah, very optimistic. Very optimistic. Hey, you never know. I feel um, like you would get the Broncos tat- logo tattooed on your bicep. Absolutely. Good. Kendall Hinton may come back as quarterback. You just never know. We may actually win with Kenton. Drew Locke had a fucking game last week, though. Well, that was impressive. And hopefully, you know, I grant, you know, granted, but, hey, I'll take it, first of all. Carolina's defense wasn't, you know, it's a little disappointing because, you know, Matt Rule is a defensive guy. I was a little disappointed his defense was that bad last week. But um, I think it's a different story this week, but. I hope we win. I, it's going to be tough. By the way, speaking of college coaches, I'm all for the Jim Harbaugh train to the Seahawks. No, we had a bit of this. We okay, so a bit of a backstory. We had a bit of a discussion off camera where I had a rant, a r- fun little rant about Pete Carroll and his incompetence as Seahawks head coach. But damn, he's eight and four. He's such a good coach. Mike McCarthy with the Packers is incompetent as ever. Then tell me about Pete Carroll as a great head coach. He was carried, spoon-fed a great defense and a great quarterback. Well, not spoon-fed a great quarterback, but a great defense nonetheless. One of the great defenses ever. Mike McCarthy was spoon-fed Aaron fucking Rodgers. Now tell me. Those two coaches are one and the same. They are one and the same. Ugh. Fucking kill me, man. Can't take it. I can't take it. Literally the same situation. It's the same (laughs) shit. It's the same shit. Ugh. You elite quarterback bailed you out. Oh my god. Mike Holmgren was better than this. Mike Holmgren was better than this. Jason Garrett could be better than this. No, I'm talking like Seahawks head coaches. Don't mention well, Jim Mora. This general. Don't mention uh, Jim Mora was actually slightly better than this because it was one year. Um, I don't know about that. Because it was one year. Well, it's know. been twelve. If we're, gonna, if we're gonna throw him in, if we're gonna throw him in the mix, I'm gonna throw in Tom Cable. <laughs> Matthew Jackson. Are we going Tom Cable, the Raiders head coach, or are we going Tom Cable, the Seahawks O-line coach? Seahawks, well, both of them, that race. Oh, yeah, that's true. I mean, Tom Cable did draft... I mean, Tom Cable did draft Jamarcus Russell. Oh, God, John. I mean... Oh... It could be worse. You could have Freddie Kitchens. <laughs> or you could have Vince Joseph. Shut up! Or John Fox. Oh. Josh McDaniels. My second favorite football team, the Jets, had Rex Ryan. He was better than this. <laughs> Hey, don't hate on Rex Ryan. I love Rex. Yeah, he had a hell of a... You better love Rex. He made it to the AFC Championship. He was fired for Adam Gase. This man was fired fired for Todd Bowles and Adam Gase. Hey, Bowles was the boring... Gase was terrible. Todd Bowles. They must have something. Hold on, hold on. Todd Bowles makes Tony Dungy with the Bucks look good, and that man is a Hall of Famer. Ugh. He was spoon-fed in the Hall of Fame by Peyton Manning. Fight me. 
I will go on with this. Oh yeah, yeah. I still wish Freddie Kitchen was your guy's head coach, though. I would that slit your fucking throat if you say that about pe- about the Seahawks. <laughs> oh my hey, god, Alex, take that back! <laughs> <laughs> Do not put Freddie Kitchens in the same fucking room with Russell Wilson. He will shred his ACL before it's even the, the first quarter. I would rather. What's up? You gotta have Adam. You have to have Adam Gates as the OC on a Freddy Kitchen staff. <laughs> I'd punch a. I'd punch a baby. And then the two of them call and play together. Is it? Is this break Dan? Is this break Dan segment? <laughs> How about our one? Garth Snow is general manager. Mike Milbury is the head coach. <laughs> That's worse. That's worse. Man, you could have Vance Joseph or Josh McDaniels. With Jack Capiano as the, as the interim head coach. Actually, not as bad. Doug Waite. Yeah, the, hey, Capuano, Capuano was a decent coach. Capuano was meh. Garth Snow era. Doug Waite. Doug Waite. Mm-hmm. Doug Waite. Doug Waite. Doug Waite. It's even easier. Yeah, that's easier. Yeah, Capiano is like honestly one of the best of the Garth Snow era coaches. He, he, I mean, Teddy Nolan was pretty good, but still. Yeah. Capuano is like almost the gold standard of Garth Snow era. Peter Laviolette is a three-time, is a three-time, wait, is he a three-time champion? No, he's a one-time champion. He won it with the, with the Hurricanes in 06. Yep. But his first stop was with the Islanders for a few years. But then I went to the Hurricanes. Yeah, and they let him go. And, oh my god. I will never... They let him go because they thought that their roster was capable of more than the first round <laughs> Could be worse, Dan. You could have Demarcus Russell. Demarcus Russell, heart plus hustle. Starting quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks, Johnny Football. I'm leaving again. Johnny Football. <laughs> David Ortiz on the Yankees. That'd been worse. Oh my god. That, you might as well just burn great, the earth that... there. You might as well, to quote Halo, you might as well just glass the planet right there and then. Man, if we ever want to solve oh Dan Ortiz on the Yankee, I don't know if I could even get used to that. If I could have done that. Oh, that I mean, so weird. I mean, also, yeah, I mean, to, I mean, in, in the Yankees, def- I mean, in, to put to put in defense of the Yankees, they did sign Jacoby Osbury. <laughs> yeah, talk about how that. Let me know how that went. Yeah, let me know how that turns <laughs> out. <laughs> hey, everyone yeah, about to yeah. Alexi Yassin to the Islanders. <laughs> Not as bad as Andrew Ladd. Not as bad. Andrew Ladd is still pretty bad. The uh, Jacoby Ellsbury deal makes the Knicks look even good. I mean, the Knicks did break. Oh, no, I can't. I can't mention Carmelo. I can't. I can't mention Carmelo the Knicks. I mean, they traded for him in the year he was going to be a free agent, and they had cap space, and they traded every young player on their roster. I, oh, I'll never let that go. They traded their entire roster. They traded their entire fucking team for him and J.R. Smith. Mm-hmm. And both of them were going to be free agents who they had cap space to sign. Let's also understand here. The Knicks also traded for Derrick Rose, signed Joaquin Noah, Brandon Lee, a Courtney Lee. Courtney, Courtney Lee. Courtney Lee, thank you. And they did all this. And Brandon Jennings. And they did all this with each player with at least like three or four years. With Phil time. Jackson mm-hmm. as president. Mm-hmm. Hey, they had the 2011 All-Star team. <laughs> and they had it in 2017. I almost got a Derrick Rose Knicks jersey. I was so excited for that. <laughs> I, I remember that. that. Would have made, I would have remembered. I remember that well. 
I was like, oh my god, Derrick Rose and the Knicks, this is awesome, they're a playoff team, and then meanwhile, like, 15-year-old me is like, I'm gonna get Derrick Rose jersey one day, he's gonna be an all-star, and then my and friends are laughing at me. It was an absolute train wreck. I mean, <laughs> Joakim Noah's still pretty bad, they're still paying him off. Yeah. They're probably still paying off Allen Houston. <laughs> are they really? I don't know. They might have. The Knicks love to pay people. The Nets are still paying off the Williams. Oh, for God's sakes. We're getting off our... Shut up, both of you. We're getting off our picks. All right. Oh, well, you shut up, both of you. Can we get to our picks, please? Can we get to our picks, please? Thank you. All right. Jags, the 1-12... Jesus. The 1-12 Jaguars and the Baltimore Shits, who are 8-5... He had a bit too many crab cakes. He had too many crab cakes. Or that crab legs. Yeah, crab legs. It's crab legs. Yeah. All right, the Jags and the Ravens. <laughs> the Jags are thirteen point dogs, and the over under is forty seven and a half. Can we just fly through these, please? <laughs> uh, Ravens will take care of business. I'll take the Jags. Yeah, I'm gonna say fuck you and take the Jags. Are you high? No, I want the Jets to take the first pick. He's mad because of. He's still dreading on the Knicks. I want the Jets to the get Jets the first pick. The first pick, no matter what. That team is going 0-16. Are you sure about that? Because they played the Patriots at the end of the year. Okay, maybe 1-16. And if they win once, they fuck up their whole tank. They fuck up everything. Hey, that would be the most Jetson thing to do. And they're going to do it. Oh, I know they're yeah, going to they're do it. To they're going to do it. They're going to do it. I know they're going to do it. They're not going to beat the Pats. They're going to beat either the Rams or the Browns. Watch them beat the Rams. Watch them beat the Rams. I will call Mike. I will call Nick right now and tell and once if the Jets do beat the Rams, I will call him. I will call him and Frankie and I will tell him, "Get your asses on here for like 5 minutes." <laughs> Oh, absolutely. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. If, they beat the, if the Jets beat the I will laugh as a Hawks fan, but I will laugh as a Jet fan as well. I will laugh at that. Well, you don't want to say that because if the Jets win, they may actually keep Adam Gates for next year. Where's the nearest gun shop? <laughs> There's no win. I'm going to go Pulp Fiction all over his ass. And I'm not talking. I'm, and I'm not talking about the scene from Pulp Fiction where they where they fuck him in the basement. No, 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 no. no. Actually, you know what? There's I'm going one, full Red Dead Redemption on his ass. There's one team that they should have beaten. That was Denver, and they, and they blew their chance. They fucking blew it. Yep. With Joe hey, Flacco. They find new ways to lose every week. Oh, shut up! Can we get? We have two games left. Seahawks, the nine and four Hawks go to Washington to play the six and seven Skins. I'm calling the Skins. Fuck you. The Hawks are yeah, six and a, are six point favorites. The over under is forty four and a half. Seattle. But knowing this, well, I want to tell you one thing: the Redskins are playing. But no, um, playing well, like knowing this team, it's going to be a trap game. Knowing oh, yeah, this, knowing Seattle work. from the bottom of my heart, this is a trap game. The Hawks are going to score three points on like 500 yards of offense. It'll be one of those games. No, I can see the Hawks blowing it, to be honest. Thank you, John. We got it. We get yeah, it. It's a trap game. Like up some points on this, though. Oh, for God's sakes. All right. Last one. Browns. The uh, nine last, of... uh, I still think Seahawks win, though. But yes. They, a good one. they should win. I think they'll win, but I wouldn't be shocked. It'll be, sh- it'll be close. It'll be like 17-14. It'll be close. All right. The well, nine... Kill me. Which even that is not enough. 
The nine and four Browns go to New York to play the eight. The Jesus, I'm blind. The five and eight Giants. The Browns are four and a half point favorites on the road, and the over under is forty four even. Browns. Browns. Simple. Give me some Baker Mayfield in this one. Steph, I'm going with Browns, and I'm a Giant fan. I'm saying that. John, what are the odds we can get Mike a cutout, a cardboard cutout of a shirtless Baker Mayfield? Dude, you gotta do that, man. I'm sure we can get. I'm sure we can. I'm sure you'll find one, John. Yeah, I, if I find you guys that, do that, send it to me. You, know, you guys do that, send it to me, and I'll make sure it's sent to me in the next couple of the, the I'm sure we'll. And I'll tweet it out to, hey, Baker, thanks for visiting, homie. No, no, you know that fucking no, no. Hold on, hold on. You know that meme of the little tiny of the little tiny blonde chick on the couch with like pigtails and like there's six mm-hmm. black guys behind yeah. her. That's Mike with every Oklahoma quarterback in the last 20 years in the NFL. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, man. We'll end on that. We'll end on that. Oh, that's funny. Oh, God. For everyone that's watching and listening or whatever you're listening, Oklahoma, the only school with three starting quarterbacks, by the way. Jalen versus Baker Mayfield and Tyler Perry. Boomer. Soon to be four. Sooner. Where's the fourth one? Yeah. Soon to be. Who's the fourth? Oh, yeah. Right. Spencer Rattler. Oh, yeah. That's right. Okay. Remember, these guys are still young. This is true. Spencer's a freshman. All right. Thank you guys for joining us for this episode of Tied to BS Podcast. Be sure to tune into our other shows at Unhinged Sports Network. Thank you to Fanatics for sponsoring this podcast. Oh, also tune into our special bullshit sessions episodes, our podcast exclusive on iTunes, Google, and Spotify. Thank you guys for tuning in. I'm going to fuck to bed. <laughs> <laughs>